1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Kevin Fishbane. I got Fishy Business, K. Okay, Fishbane. Fishy Business? Fishy Business. Well, I call him whenever I have him on the show. Fishy Business. Bears beat writer for The Athletic. I just try to work hard and tell good stories. I should also note, I know the sports caster of the Year for Illinois is no longer covering Illinois team, and I am not leaving to cover the Detroit Lions. All right, well, good. Kevin Fishbane talking Bears. Hey, Kevin. uh, Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. I love your name. It's a great name. Yeah, great name. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
3: Kevin Fishbane covers the Bears for The Athletic. He has strong football thoughts beyond that as well, and that's why we have him on regularly here on the Bernstein and Holmes Show. You can find him on Twitter, at KFishbane, and you can find him right now on the SCORE hotline that is presented by Circa Resort and Casino, CircaLasVegas.com. You can see him on Twitch.tv slash Chicago, 670 The Score.
2: What's up, Kev? Hey, guys. Uh, congrats. I'm a, honored to be a uh, tiny sliver part of the, uh, what was it, the number four show in uh, in your
4: time slot in America? Yeah, that's 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 what we do, man. That's a, But see, here's the thing. We think we should be ranked higher. And the reason that we think that we should be ranked higher, not because we're better than the other shows, but the other shows don't have to deal with Wojo. And we do. Like, we're we're competing against Wojo. They're a powerhouse. So just for that alone, we should be put up a little bit higher on the Barrett Sports Media power rankings. But that's not why you called. Um, Let me ask you, as someone who covers the Bears, what's it been like? watching the Bears be the secondary story at this year's Super Bowl. Yeah,
2: I think um, my colleague, John Greenberg, put it nicely in his column yesterday. These poor Chiefs and 49ers who have made it to the mountaintop and have to answer questions about the Bears um, while they're at the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, it's look, I, I'm sure I said this to you guys last week. The Bears are the story of the offseason for the second year in a row. Uh, actually, I found a clip. I was looking for something, and, and I saw a clip from after last year's draft in which I said, "Hey, you're not going to get the number one pick two years in a row," which obviously was wrong. Um, and and here they are. It's it's a it's a massive opportunity for them. And yeah, I think it's really interesting that uh, they are the third most popular team or most talked about team this week.
4: Yeah, it's been fun to watch people kind of go back and forth and. And get into their camps on whether it's Caleb or it's Justin and what the Bears should do. How far away do you think? Like, let's take the quarterback part out of it for just a second. For the the rest of the roster, how far do you think it is? Are the, are the Bears from being a team that we could talk about more so in the they're competing inside their division and for a Super Bowl? Yeah, Lawrence, it's you
2: know, it's hard to separate quarterback from that, but I do think, you know, a lot of people would throughout the year would bring up the 49ers to me because they would say, Hey, I know Justin Fields isn't Patrick Mahomes, for example. Um, but look what the 49ers are doing. And my counter to that was always two things. One, Brock Purdy had a sensational season and put up ridiculous numbers. And two, that team that is littered with pro bowlers. Um, so for the Bears they finally have this foundation that is as close to what they had in 2018. And that 2018 foundation was the best group they had had since 2012. So now you're going to 2024, you, you, you finally have something, you're closer. And I think that, you know, we've talked about, you, you add that other weapon at wide receiver, you make sure this defense continues to either ascend or just maintain its status as what it was the last half of the season, it's top five unit. You, know, you could be right there because you know it's hard when you, when you look at 49ers and chiefs you're like okay Patrick Mahomes on one side all those 49ers blue chip players on the other side but think about the Chiefs I was talking I was thinking about this the other day how many defensive players do average fans know from that Kansas City roster I think we all know Chris Jones. There's a lot of guys on that team and credit to Brett Veach obviously and Steve Spagnuolo. they found some really really good players And and they've played at an incredible level, especially in the playoffs. So you can look at that as a little bit of a blueprint to think, okay, maybe the Bears are only a couple guys away from being in that contender conversation.
4: I'd like Chris Jones to be on the Bears next year. That would be something. And what's
2: interesting, Lawrence, is that position is one of the deepest positions in free agency. Uh, You look at some of the guys, you know, Christian Wilkins is, is, is set to be a free agent. Now, of course, we don't know who's going to get the franchise tag uh, of all these guys you look at um I'm I'm not going to try to butcher his last name from Baltimore who had an unbelievable year. Um so that's a spot where if the bears are like, "Hey, we like Javon Dexter a lot, but we're going to make a splash." You look at that position and that's that's where they can go. We obviously know how important that position can be.
3: It's interesting that you bring up the the Chiefs as a blueprint the way you do, because I wonder how ongoing it is. I think we get this idea that Ryan Poles worked for the chiefs and then whatever he experienced there imprinted on him. And now off he goes when it's probably ongoing, the league changes, these recipes are always changing. And other than having one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, I also I wonder what ongoing, evolving lessons are being learned about how to do this.
2: Yeah, it's a great point, Dan. And I think, too, you, you look at Mahomes' numbers this year. Like, obviously, we all know what he's capable of. Um, but it's not like he was off the charts for a lot of the season. I think his best game statistically might have been when he played the Bears in week three, when the Bears had hit rock bottom. Yeah,
3: it was like 41-10 to 10 or something like that,
2: right? Yeah, you know, and so the way that they have reshaped things certainly since that Raiders game, you know, the use of Pacheco, um, these long drives that they've had. Um, and then, you know, then when it's playoff time, then you guys get guys who kind of come out of nowhere when you look at MBS did um, to make that big catch. And and then it go, and then it goes back to the defense. I mean, the, the chiefs always had a fine defense. I mean, you can't, you can't win Super Bowls without a good one, but it's been really good. So I do think you're right that, that, so much of this league is adaptability to what you have. And the chiefs realize we don't necessarily have the receivers. Um, We're, we're not making some of these big plays that we used to. So how can we adjust? Uh, And and you want for the bears, it's going to be, how are they going to adjust? How are they going to build their team for next
4: year to be a team that can, can win a lot of games. When you think about Kyle Shanahan as a coach, what comes to mind? I think the creativity Lawrence just the way that
2: he is so creative in getting the ball to his playmakers in space it just you know when you think about the motions and you think about um, all the different things that they do uh, and, and it works and it's 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 worked for a long time there obviously worked at times in Washington it worked in Atlanta um, this is a scheme that a lot of teams are trying to copy including the Bears in a way um, with the Shane Waldron hire who's you know going to was with McVay, who was with Kyle Shannon. It all goes back to that. So I just think you watch those games and you really marvel at the different things they do, because you know, all these teams are like, well, we don't want Christian McCaffrey to get the ball in space. Well, they find a way. Well, we, 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 let's just get to Brock Purdy. Well, they're, they're able to, Brock Purdy able to get the ball out to a guy who's open. Um, You know, what Brandon Ayuk has become for them, what George Kittle has become for them, obviously. I just think that he is so creative. He gets, he figures out ways to get the playmakers the ball and and just let them go. And, And I think it's been a really, really successful recipe for them.
1: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: I'm looking forward to seeing not just the creativity in the original plays called, but one thing you know you can trust is that, unlike some people who we've been experiencing in Chicago, he actually learns from the script. And the creativity comes after he feels the defense has tipped its hand in some way. So once the battle of wits is joined, we forget there's a second half after you know everything mm-hmm. gets done. You're like, oh yeah, there's a whole other half of football here. But sometimes it feels like two football games. We, we've known that in the Super Bowl for a long time that sometimes it really feels disconnected in that way. But man, the I, I think watching Spags and Shanahan go at it in the second half is going to be a thing.
2: It's going to be really interesting, Dan, because, I mean, and you guys, we all know this, that that halftime is longer than any other halftime these guys have experienced. So how did they adjust to that? I mean, I think, I mean, the Ravens 49ers was unique and you had the blackout, but that was kind of two games in one. It's the first one that came to my mind. And, and then you look at what the Chiefs did last time they put the 49ers in the fourth quarter. So yeah, I mean, th- and that's a thing too, that Shanahan has this benefit of, okay, let's say they find a way to take away McCaffrey. I got Debo over here. Oh, you're, you're taking away him? How about Kittle? How about Ayuk? Like they just, they, they can just come at you in waves with these different playmakers and to to bring it back to the Bears, right? Because, you know, you wonder what defenses will do next year with DJ. And, and, you know, I think DJ Moore is one of those players where there's really so little you can do to actually try to take him out. His numbers have proven that over his career. But who are going to be the answers that the Bears have if there's a day that he, isn't putting up big numbers, or even if he is and you need more, because DJ Moore going for nine catches, 95 yards on touchdown, isn't going to be enough to win games every week. So how can the bears try to figure out, okay, the 49ers have all these different guys. We can't get a Debo and Iuka Kittle, but can we get other guys that are going to really stress opposing defenses?
4: How far are you willing to bend on what your opinion is on Caleb Williams between now and the draft? And the reason that I asked that question Fish is because, look, the tape is the tape. It's it's not changing. And if you were impressed by the tape, that doesn't change. How how will you go about trying to figure out what you think about Caleb Williams over the next eight weeks?
2: Lawrence, it's a great question. I mean, it's, you know, you, you said the tape's the tape, and we could all watch and make our own evaluations of that. We can talk to the experts and see what they think. But now... You're in like the you got to try to find some people, whether it's scouts or just league personnel who have talked to him or people who have talked to some of his, you know, maybe some coaches. Like I always hear stories about how teams like to talk to the strength coach about players at their colleges. You know, who's that position coach? Who's that G.A.? At USC um or Oklahoma, who are some of those low-level employees that 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 know him well or think they do? Um, and then how is he going to be doing in these interview processes? Um, how genuine is he in, in terms of, and then does can can the Bears figure out whether it's him or somebody else, if he if they can they decide if that player exudes the toughness they're looking for? And I thought it was really interesting that Ryan Poles talked about. The person he kept emphasizing that because you need to have thick skin in this city. And I was talking to a scout when I was the senior bowl. And, you know, he's been in a bunch of different places in the league. And one of the things he said was from his purview, Chicago is the toughest because New York has the multiple teams and you you look at this market what you guys know full well what this what that position means and now maybe we're overrating that because maybe if Caleb Williams is as good as his tape shows like should how much is that really going to matter but I do think the Bears are going to try to find out everything because they want this to work on all levels and and so yeah so to go back to the question Lawrence I'm willing to hear what people say about listening to him but you get the problem with this time of year, guys, is you get into some really awkward hearsay. You get some awkward rumors. You get some awkward conversations. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm going to be try to be careful. I guess is my long way of getting to the to the answer there, just because you, you know, ultimately the Bears are going to be the ones that have to find out every little thing about this
4: guy. How do you feel about the, the the three Bears making the Hall of Fame? It's
2: awesome. I, I mean, it, it's obviously there's so much emotion and so much. Um, just special ab- about mongo getting in. I mean you guys have talked to him. I, I got one night in Tampa at a casino before Bears Bucks game to hear stories from him. And it's just like a night you you'll never forget. Um and then reading Dan Pompeii's stories about what he was like as a player uh is remarkable. And then you know for Devin Hester, it- it's it's am- I-, I was talking to someone who was like, I'm so glad that like my favorite player, so many people are like like you know, of a certain age, like he was their favorite player. he yes. wasn't locker. It was Devin Hester. And I just think it's special to see somebody who we'll never see again at that position, who changed the game the way he did, who we all remember watching those games and getting up out of your seat as that ball's in the air. Um, That's just just really cool to see him get rewarded. And boy, I mean, my first year on the beat was perhaps, I think maybe his last season with the Bears. That's what I thought. Yeah, and I just remember walking in that locker room. So you guys spent more time with him than I did. But just being in awe of him, like just the way he was built, just the way he went around about his business, just the way he was respected. You were just like eyes wide, like, oh, my God, this is Julius Peppers. There was something different about him than almost anybody I've come across in that locker room. And I just had that one year and it was was pretty cool.
4: Fish, enjoy the Super Bowl, man.
2: We appreciate you. All right, you guys as well. Take care. That's Kevin Fishbane.
3: Next up, a former Bear had some fascinating quarterbacking thoughts we should share. Uh
4: Uh-huh. If you're a Caleb Williams fan, you should probably listen. If you're a Justin Fields fan, you should probably listen. And don't forget about what's going on Sunday.
3: 670 The Score and Circa Sports Illinois are bringing you the big game party Sunday. Benchmark in Old Town, Mulligan-Haw, Bernstein-Holmes and Rahimi, Parkins and Spiegel, we're live from noon to three broadcasting, getting you ready for Kansas City and San Francisco to attend. You must have at least $100 in your Circus Sports Illinois app.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.